Hey, it's Cindy Howes and Lizzie No from the podcast Basic Folk, honest conversations with folk musicians. Basic Folk is truly changing the game with our well-researched deep dives that aim to empower the listener while fostering the folk community. I basically am writing worship music for youth group rejects. Maternal regrets and maternal guilt are universal. I try to make things that are beautiful and that are made with like a purity of intention. You can listen to Basic Folk on on the Bluegrass Situation Podcast Network or at basicfolk.com. Hi, I'm Tom Power. Welcome to Toy Heart, a podcast about bluegrass. This is the last episode of season two here from Nashville is my conversation with Allison Krauss. I remember, you know, the first time I looked out in the audience and saw people singing words to our songs that only we had recorded. That was just a really crazy moment just never thought it would end up being there never thought we'd hear back from rounder yeah. never thought we would hear from rounder in the first place if this is your first time listening you can hear full interviews with jerry douglas allison brown bailiff fleck larry sparks jody stecker and so many more wherever you get your podcast thank you so much for listening later on With the sound of music. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Today's episode is just fun. There has been a lot of darkness in the world <laughs> for a very long time. And I know we get really serious on harmonics, but at the end of the day, this podcast started because of Amy and I's love for great music and how healing the power of music can be. And so to honor that, we are bringing you a mini-sode of some music we're listening to to get us through these hard times. And if you don't know Amy right now, or Jacobs, my co-EP and creator of Harmonics, is also the CEO of the Bluegrass Situation, which is my go-to place for all things music deceivingly not just bluegrass all kinds of music amy also just as a human has the best taste in music of anyone i know so i wanted her to come on and chat with me and give us all some crazy cool end of summer music ideas and talk about sort of the stories behind some of these great albums and songs so I hope you all will enjoy it. It's supposed to be light and fun and creative and inspiring. And I hope you finish listening to us and dance to your favorite album on vinyl after. Sending you all love and laughter and lightness during what can be and has been trying times. Here we go. Amy Reitenauer Jacobs, The Music Episode. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. How, How you doing? doing? <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> well, I feel like I need to tell you that Michael and I have been saying we're in the basement. This is our new term. It just means that it feels like 2020 never left and we can't get out of the basement. Yeah, deeply feel that. You know, it's a loaded time. It's still a weird time. And the last time we did a mini-sode, it was also a weird time. I don't think it's going to stop being weird for a while. Nope. Weird is okay. I'm still enjoying quarantine life, if I'm being honest. I really don't want to go to dinner with anybody. Yeah, so I, I feel that. I love that part of it. 
there's a, there's the gift. There are tiny gifts within this. And I do have another gift for you, which is something, something else to get you through the days. Oh, thank goodness. I need it, Amy. (laughs) All right. Are you ready for my favorite music fix of the year Uh, so far? I can't wait. Yes. Okay. Also not a spoiler alert. What do you call it when it's like headline alert? (laughs) Amy also has the best taste in music. So get ready because, um, she knows her shit. Thank you. Um, I try. I like what I like. That's the caveat I'll give to our listeners. I'm not going to cover everything, but I'm going to cover some good things. And I hope it brings you a little bit of joy. It will. All right. Well, let's dive in, shall we? Let's dive. I'm going to start with someone who I think is very familiar to Harmonix fans and definitely you and me. An album that has been universally acclaimed critically and also within the Bluegrass Situations editorial team, every single person has picked this record as their favorite of the year. Uh, Allison Russell's <gasps> Outside Child. I was hoping you were going to say Outside Child and Allie Russell. We love Allison so much and you're so right. This record has been on repeat at my house too. I just, if you haven't heard our episode with her, you'll not only fall in love with her as a human, but then you'll understand so much where her music comes from and why it's so beautiful and why she has such a gift. Yeah, this is a a really special album and it is a a debut. I hesitate to say debut even because Allie's been creating music and releasing music by herself with other folks with Birds of Chicago, her band with her husband for a long time. But And our native daughters, which we you and I both love with exactly. Rhiannon Kinnan. Yeah. I mean, but this is a true just gobsmacking debut of a record and you know, I'd really recommend, I, I'm, I'm going to recommend songs with each of these, but honestly, just, just play the whole album. It defies definition. It defies genre, but I'm not even going to recommend a single song because I think everybody just needs to listen all the way through. I want to see real quick about my favorite song, all of the women. Oh, that's really good. That song my heart just bowls over for. But you're right, the whole entire record is special. And she's not there worry about worry about think of all of the women all of the women all of the women who disappear makes me so happy when our harmonics guests, like when we had season one and we had some of our, you and I's favorite people on, they maybe weren't like in Rolling Stone yet. And now like Alison Russell, Mickey Guyton, there's all these incredible artists now that I feel like the world is finally raising up as they deserve to be. And it makes me so proud of our show and of these artists. I know. And I mean, one of the first cases I've had of FOMO in almost two years. <laughs> oh, I know what you're going to say. Newport. Newport. <laughs> I mean, Allie took it to a whole other level with her show and <sighs> brought together such a cavalcade of amazing women. Another Harmonics alum, Brandy, Brandy. was up there with her. But Shaka Khan. Shaka and Khan. I mean, oh, it was I love her. 
it just looked magical. It looked so much fun. When the world opens up again, it's safe. We, we always say this, but like Amy and I actually, June, when it started to be safe before Delta ruined our lives, Amy and I did get to go see our first live show, Jamie Drake and the Expanders. And it was like, my heart couldn't even handle that I was listening to live music again. It made me so happy. So it was life-giving. That was, oh, that was a great show. I know. Well, hopefully we're <sighs> going to have this again, guys. It's okay. We're going to listen to all these great records to get us excited about when we're going to go to concerts again. That's right. All right. I'm going to throw out one that a lot of people haven't heard of, um, okay. but is something that I've been listening to quite a bit. It's an artist named Dante Elefante. His new record is called Mid-Century Modern Romance. Oh my God. And great it title. Is funky and weird and you put it on and you're like I don't even know what year this was made in it was this year but it's wonderful and it has been my like weekend soundtrack every weekend since a friend of mine in New York recently um recommended it <gasps> cool I love Amy's always my go-to for new music recs and I had not heard of what is his name Don, Dante Dante Elefante Dante Elefante um, how could I forget that name I would recommend starting. I mean, the whole record's great, um, okay. but I really love um, the first track. Find somebody to love is great, and then the title track, "Mid-Century Modern Romance," is terrific. But just ride the wave. Come okay. on, on a Saturday morning and ride it, and ha- have your coffee. It's is good. it a good gardening soundtrack? I've been like needing new playlists for it my. It depends garden. how funky your garden is. Beth. Oh, my garden can get down. Yeah. Yeah, those tomatoes know how to twerk it up, you know? (laughs) I was playing Broadway show tunes in the garden this morning. I think my neighbors were like, is she singing again at the top of her lungs to hairspray the musical? And yes, I was. You know what? I think it's healthy to sing to your plants. (laughs) Me too. I do it all the time. I was at a winery in South Africa a couple of years ago, and they play different types of classical music for different grapes. And (gasps) they taste different in my humble opinion. And even if it's a placebo effect, I don't care. I just love the whole story. Someone needs to start a wine label that's all about the music and then name it off the records. Amy, Amy. Hmm. Hmm. I'll be an investor. All right. (laughs) Well, a new path is forward. Okay. So this is, um, I'd say a little bit of a deep cut. It's definitely something we've covered and loved on BGS website. It's our editor, Craig Shelburne's favorite record of the year. And that's Tony Joe White and Smoke from the Chimney. What's interesting is that Tony Joe White passed away in 2019 of a heart attack. And, you know, he's kind of a legend in the roots music world from just outside of Shreveport, Louisiana, and has an incredible catalog, deep catalog of music. But in 2019, before he passed, he recorded a bunch of demos acoustically. And then he died and and left these behind. And Dan Auerbach of the Black Keys actually took those demo recordings and brought a band into his studio in Nashville at Easy Eye Sound and just built out this lush and beautiful, amazing record 
with Tony singing and performing on it. And it sounds incredible. So that's really cool. It's definitely one worth digging into, but it's a super unusual record because of the story. Put a little money in my pocket, the rest down in my boot. Maybe poor man, but I always got some loot. I got food. That's funny you just said that because I was thinking as you were talking about this, like, isn't it so much fun to listen to a record when you know a story like that first? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like even knowing Alison Russell a little bit from our interview and then hearing Outside Child, you're just like, I just feel like I even know her even more intimately, but oh, yeah. because of the stories I know, you know, it's, it's so, so much deeper and richer and you feel like you can really dig in and get to know that artist on another level. I think after the year we all had, and are still having to have that deep connection with an artist, to have that deep connection with an album. That's even more significant for me. It means I'm going to invest in that music more just personally. And I think it's also something that's just only specific to music, you know, as actors, mm-hmm. you play characters and with music, it's your, I mean, you're wearing your guts and your heart out in the album. Whereas like, on screen, you're playing someone else. So you're not really getting to the vulnerability. Well, I guess if you're watching like The Bachelor in Paradise, you are seeing the real, real person. Well, that's fake too. But you know, (laughs) music's the only place where it's the real guts of a human soul that you're seeing. I feel like in the artistic world, maybe painters, visual artists, but music is universal. You can't deny it. It's the most accessible of the arts, I think in that way. And speaking of vulnerability in one's art, I really think the next pick ties right into that, which is another record. I know you love Valerie June and her, the moon and the stars prescriptions for dreamers record. So weird and wonderful in the way that only she knows how to be. Valerie is, is kind of indescribable to me uh, for those who aren't familiar, but she brings this soul and this realness, this rawness to her music. But at the same time, this record is incredibly produced and has so many layers to the sound and the influences and even the genres that she's tackling. I think especially for our harmonics listeners, this this album really resonates on a lot of different levels. So highly, highly recommend. And talk about her story. I've heard her a little bit on other podcasts because I'm such a fan. Amy actually turned me on to her probably right at the beginning of 2020 when you guys had your Whiskey Sour Happy Hour on BGS. Um, I discovered her and was like, her voice, when you hear it, you'll know what I'm talking about, is so incredibly authentic. And growing up to hear her talk about that voice and and what that meant. We, we, I think we have an episode coming up with her on a podcast uh, swap that you guys will hear. But my other favorite, Valerie June, um, you should listen to the album. And while you're listening, you should scroll through her Instagram because she's also very passionate about yoga and the garden and meditation and wellness. And I feel like there aren't a lot of musicians as, as, as deep into the wellness as they are into their music on Instagram. Like I just really enjoy, like sometimes she'll do even Instagram live meditations just as deeply connected to the earth and all the things we love on harmonics, the healing. And so definitely check out Valerie June and listen to that album. It's so good and original. You're right. There's something so authentic about it. Yeah. Just let yourself get 
wrapped up in whatever it is. Don't try to define it. Oh, I know. I was going to say, everything about Valerie June is perfect and wonderful because she's just fully who she is. And it's, and she's so talented. You and I. So I've got two more for you. Okay. The first one, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm an, I'm gonna say I'm an unabashed fan of this record. Oh, it might be God. a surprise. I don't know. Okay. I cannot stop listening to John Mayer's new record, Sob Rock. I love it so much on such a deep level. <laughs> Is it bistro vibes? It's bistro vibes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Amy turned me on to a GQ article. I'm not even going to say anything more other than Google GQ article bistro vibes because it's our new obsession. <laughs> we can't stop talking about it. Um, I wonder if I will like this record, but I'm willing to give it a try because of you. You know, I admittedly have not really dug into a John Mayer record since probably room for some I mean, he's a genius musician. I mean, let's just, oh, just an, great guitarist. Yeah. Like he's incredible. Like that there's no, I'm not knocking John Mayer for all you John Mayer fans out there. No, no. I, but I'm just saying me personally, I was a big fan at first when I was whatever, 18 years old. And oh, yeah. now I'm in a different phase. He's in a different phase. And there is this wonderful nostalgia on this record for, I think the things that we went back to over and over during the pandemic, right? So Ooh. the music that people revisited because it was very comforting, the 90s nostalgia in full force of Don Henley, Dire Straits, <gasps> Steve Winwood. Okay, um, okay. You know, Phil Collins, like all of those things are heavily influencing this record. And I mean, right off the bat, Last Train Home is the opening track and... It is like, it's all of those things, all of those influences. It sounds like it could be a Don Henley track, but then you have songs like, I guess I just feel like, and these words are exactly what I feel like right now. It's talking about kind of the loneliness and anxiety and desperation that we have gone through over the last year and kind of seeing the world fall apart. And yet then you have these incredible, like, Mark Knopfler Dire Straits style guitar licks too. And so <laughs> I don't know that plus the aesthetic of it. Plus please read the <laughs> Jason Diamond's incredible GQ article about Bistro Vibes for better context. What is John Mayer wearing on the album cover or what is the album cover? Cause I have a lot of fedoras with like an open white silk shirt in my head, but I, there's no fedora, but oh man, it's okay. unabashedly nostalgic. Like to the point oh, where it has it. the nice price sticker on the cover that you used to like oh, see at yes. Tower Records or whatever. Oh, I miss buying a CD at Tower yeah. Records or a tape. It was so oh. anyway, it's I'm here to tell you it's actually it's a great record. All right. And it's become something of a comfort in the past couple weeks. What is your listening um, 
this is, I'm always curious with people. We should ask our guests this more too, because like, how do you listen to music? Are you someone who listens to a whole album with nothing else going on, like in your headphones? Or are you someone who like, while she's doing cooking or working on emails or whatever, are you, do you have an album on that you're like, oh, wow, that song, let me rewind like those lyrics. I would say it depends on the song. It depends on the album. It really depends on what I'm listening to. So recently, my husband and I have gotten really into Japanese pop of the 70s and 80s because oh my gosh, that's very amazing. cool, very experimental stuff. Some very chill stuff too. Great background music. There's so much influence you see in today's pop and indie music. But also there's just some like, it's cool to hear something you've never heard before. And... I think I was getting bored with a lot of things I was starting to listen to. So with that, we've been buying vinyl and we listen on our record player. You know, we're big vinyl fans and there's something about the sound and the depth of those recordings and how they're done that it's really great on vinyl. So for instance, like Yellow Magic Orchestra, Harumi Hosono uh, is fantastic. Um, there's a band called Piper. That's amazing. It's a great place to dive in. So that's something fun if you're looking for something completely out of left field. How did you discover them in the first place? <laughs> so Chris found this record with just the coolest, weirdest album cover for Yellow Magic Orchestra at an antique store. Awesome. And he was like, oh, just based on this this album cover, we, we have, we to, have get to listen. It. Yeah. amazing story of discovering new music. Like that's the kind of story I was hoping Uh, you you would say. There was more to it. Like he did some digging and the great thing about Spotify and having that in your pocket is you can be at a record store and you can be at an antique store and you can see something cool and then just listen and get an idea of, oh, is this interesting to me? So again, it just depends on what I'm listening to and what platform's most accessible. Sometimes you go through different phases too, where you just want something in the background. And then you finally do that deep dive with, I just did this with Valerie June. I sat there and I really Mm. just took it in on the headphones and fully absorbed those lyrics. And that's when, that's sometimes when the floodgates open and it all, it all connects, you know, so highly recommend those sessions too. I have one more for you if you're ready. I'm ready. The last one I would recommend is by my dear friend, Sarah Watkins. Oh, yes. I love Sarah Watkins. Some of you may know her from her solo work, from I'm With Her, Nickel Creek, The Watkins Family Hour. She is a prolific songwriter and performer. And she put out this beautiful record this year called Under the Pepper Tree that is filled with these just lovely lullabies for her daughter. And I personally can't stop listening to it. I, Oh my God, me too. It's been one of my on repeat albums this, this year, since you told me about this record as well, especially her daughter singing with her on Edelweiss, which was what my grandma sang to me. And when I listened to it, like, and her, her and her daughter singing together, like I cannot not cry. 
and her cover of Moon River. I mean, everything she does on that album is magic, magic. You will you will love it. Everybody listening. It's so good. It's chock full of nostalgia, but also comfort. And I think some people might look at that and be like, you're listening to, you know, a kid's record, essentially. And I'm like, first of all, yes, (laughs) it is not a kid's record. I am just going to say it. It is a beautiful, like, if you want to meditate to that, you could meditate to it. Like, it is beautiful. And yeah, there's such a nostalgia with childhood that comes in. I love it. But I think at the end of the day, Sarah also just pulls out what's so beautiful about these songs and what's so lasting with these songs and what makes us connect with them and what makes us feel through them. And she put it out at a time where we all really needed it. And I am so grateful for that. Oh, it's so beautiful. And Sarah, hopefully we can get her on the show this season. I love her so much. Yeah, Yeah, I think we should. Sarah. Sarah, if you're listening, we're we're having you on. And when things get safer, maybe we'll try to get you to do a LA like live version of harmonics with us. Well, I can only add that I've been listening to a lot of old records from you that you gave me, like Carol Burnett's record and I even just recently ordered on eBay one of Julie Andrews' first solo records, which I'm loving, as well as I know I'm so late to the party, but uh, I have just discovered RuPaul's Drag Race and I can't stop. And did you know, because there's all these original songs that make me crack up that are so funny that if you just on Spotify go RuPaul's Drag Race, there's just a million songs you can listen to and it'll make you laugh. And that's been like literally making me laugh at night with humor. Humor is what's getting me through these times still and music. So if you can combine them too, it's great. Mama Rue to the rescue. I feel like this has been, I hope this was helpful for people because I feel like it's exciting to go listen to music that you're haven't checked out yet. And how curious, like, you know, I, I think it's overwhelming. There's always so much new stuff coming out. And when you're barely holding it together at home, sometimes that's how it feels week to week. And it can be a lot to be like, Oh, I have to trudge through this too. But I hope that this has narrowed things down for some folks and that they enjoy. Absolutely. And, and Amy is the curator of all curators. So you're not going to go wrong with listening to these picks. Um, Amy, do you have a Spotify, your own, like where you make playlists? I feel like I, I want to be on I do have that, a Spotify, like you know what? And we'll put it in. You can put a yeah, link we'll or something. we'll put it in the harmonics info for this episode. And if you want even more music recommendations, check out the website, bluegrasssituation.com. It's a misnomer. It's yes. not just bluegrass. It's a lot of other great things. And yes. this show is distributed through there, uh, full disclosure. Yep. But um, it's a great gateway for you to discover that next record that you're going to be obsessed with so highly recommend and amy on her spotify has a bistro vibes playlist I have, which i have been I listening have to <laughs> very often so get ready go read that article as well we're and making it a thing 
put on your fedora and your khakis yes. and get ready to listen. All right. I'm going to go put my khakis <laughs> on and go outside for the first time today. So <laughs> uh, are, are you going to have an Aperol spritz? Oh, maybe, maybe a little bit of white wine. I don't know why that makes me maybe white wine. I'm like, what's bistro vibes, Drake? Not really Aperol spritz. I think you're right. I think white wine, like a you shard. Know that, um, white wine with ice is called a Diane Keaton because that's how she drinks it. No. <laughs> Okay. No, but now all I want is a Diane Keaton. I think I'm going to make myself a Diane Keaton. We're we're recording this on a Tuesday, but you know what? It doesn't matter. You can have a Diane Keaton any day of the week and we will not judge you. Doesn't matter. Here on Harmonics. Put on some Bistro vibes and make a Diane Keaton and we'll talk to y'all soon. (coughs) Oh my God. I needed to call. (coughs) I hope it's not the Corona. I don't think it is. I think you're good. I'm sending good vibes. (laughs) Bistro vibes. Bistro vibes. (laughs) Glad we fit that in. This episode of Harmonics was produced and edited by Shelby Williamson, and it's made possible by the leadership of executive producer Amy Reitenauer-Jacobs, research producer Courtney Locks, and the entire team over at The Bluegrass Situation. I'm Beth Bears. Thanks for listening. And remember, creativity is healing, and healing is creative.